Welcome to Tech in the Right Direction, the podcast. Let's take tech in the right direction to drive social change and close the employment, pay, and culture gap for women in technology. This podcast is focused on helping turn ideas into action to create opportunities for women to advance in the dynamic technology industry. I hope this podcast will inspire and motivate you to encourage more women and girls to seek or grow a career as a woman in technology. Stories about the journey of amazing women in this tech field starts right now. Welcome to Tech in the Right Direction, the podcast. This week, I'll be speaking with Karen Fazio. Karen leads the strategy for digital marketing that serves the global Microsoft partner ecosystem. Karen has held multiple marketing roles over her 21 years at Microsoft, with her current focus on scale digital transformation, partner marketing, and channel diversity and inclusion. She is co-founder of Women in Cloud, a global community-centered initiative focused on capturing a billion dollars in cloud opportunity through women-led technical businesses and startups. Welcome to the show, Karen. I'm so excited to have you on. Thank you, Jennifer. I'm very excited to be here. Great. Let's get started. So, Karen, you've been with Microsoft over 21 years. Um, can you share with us your career journey and, you know, how you got where you are today? Uh, sure. It's, it's, this question is always fun to to answer because it it makes me uh, remember so many milestones along the way. Um, but if I had to go all the way back to the start, the very, very, very first start of my experience in tech, it was as a receptionist in a company called Aldis that was a desktop publishing um, company, software company. Um, It was a startup went before we called them startups. (laughs) (laughs) And, um, and, uh, and I, and I moved along in my career from there. Um, You know, it was, uh, it was a time of customer first and everyone was sort of learning the power of the customer voice. And um, and so I really got uh, my, my training in that, um, my very early um, experience and what that meant, especially in software and in tech. Um, so from there, I, uh, I, you know, was was recruited into Microsoft um, um, after having spent you know several years at Aldis, and then it became Adobe. And then, um, in fact, it was Gabriella Schuster who recruited me to Microsoft. And um, and back then, my my start was in training and certification. So. Um, back when it was A Tech and then C Tech, and and that was that was sort of my period of time in that in that space, and I had a chance to run some of the biggest global training initiatives of the industry at the time. We were launching Windows 2000, um, if that rings any bell. Um, yeah, <laughs> sure does. That and then um, you know SQL Server with data warehousing and. And early, early SharePoint, and um, and then .NET adoption. So that's where that's how I cut my teeth at Microsoft. And 
And then, but, but my role was always in some way had some tie to partner. And so, you know, I've done many different things in the company over the 21 years, um, but, but my passion has always been in partner. And so now that I'm in the global partner organization and one commercial partner, uh, I am, I am in my zone. Like I am in the space where I, where I want to be. That's amazing. Wow. I, you, you brought back memories of all this and Adobe <laughs> at that time and then back into the training uh, world with, you know, Windows 2000 and SharePoint and SQL. Wow. And those were good times. <laughs> they were fun. They were, yeah, they were really fun. Um, so now I know you said you're in your zone. This is where you love to be in the partner space. But I also know that you're very passionate about increasing diversity in the channel and the ecosystem as a whole. So tell us some of the investments Microsoft is making to create more opportunities and resources for women in technology. Yeah, you know, um, I think I'll first clear this by saying there's always more. Mm -hmm. there's always more that we can do, but I think it's the spirit of being growth mindset oriented and um, and also, you know, what we're seeing Microsoft generally and the leadership team doing generally to, to be a champion for pushing ourselves in efforts that increase representation um, within our own ranks as a company, but also, you know, what we can do to help uh, support that in the ecosystems that we that we participate in, and my my particular focus happens to be in partners. So so we we look at things like how can we invest in skilling, how can we invest in in forms of of supporting leadership. Um, you know, there's been investments we've made in other communities. Um, community engagement is a is a an important attribute of of not only the thematics of partnership, but also just the importance of making sure we can continue to push the envelope on, on diversity and our impact. Um, so as a, as a company, investments in organizations like Female Founders, um, Riveter, Women in Cloud, Women in Tech, those are things that we, we continue to want to be contributors and sponsors of. And what's great is, is seeing um, the leadership and, and the company as a whole make that a part of the fabric of what we do. Um, and we, we continue to want our communities and our partnerships to, to, to push us along, push each other along and, and be able to contribute in more impactful ways. You know, as women in tech, uh, we do have a long way to go, but we are so thankful to Microsoft because there is so many initiatives uh, on, for diversity and inclusion and, you know, some of the uh, organizations that you mentioned, Women in Cloud, Women in Tech, there's, you know, a lot more that you guys support. So we're very thankful and grateful for that. But, you know, we have a long way to go. There is um, a lot of the numbers are declining. They are not climbing. So we just put together a cloud power program for women to get Azure certification. And um, that's, you know, huge. So we have 70 women going through two different programs and Microsoft is very supportive of both programs. And um, I think that's how we're going to change um, change the stats so that we can move the needle going upwards rather than downwards. So I'm really, really happy and thankful and grateful to, for all the work that you do around diversity and inclusion. 
So we talked a little bit about Women in Cloud, your co-founder of Women in Cloud. Can you tell me a little more about the initiative? Yeah, you know, the, what's been what's been great about Women in Cloud is it started for one purpose and then it evolved to something much bigger. Um, the original purpose behind it was about helping more women see themselves in tech, more women business builders, tech business builders, see themselves in the enterprise and selling to the enterprise. That that was where it started because we we saw that there, you know, this trillions of dollars of opportunity, we need our women getting their share of that. Mm-hmm. Um, that's where it started. And then it and then as you start doing that kind of work, you start getting exposed even more deeply to the systems around that. The systems that that prevent acceleration um, and access. And so it it turned into um, a, a cause around access and, and collective action. Um, and, and helping to not only bring more women to uh, these tech, you know, cloud hyperscalers, Microsoft certainly being a predominant um, uh, first first sponsor um, of of this, but but also that we're 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 pushing against um, public policy, we're pushing against procurement policy, like we're pushing against those things, those systems that have been making it challenging for women to see themselves there. Um, to act to actually get um, contracts and and sizable um, um, uh, support in in helping to, to to advance and accelerate their business. So, so that is what it has turned into. And there's been so much learning through that for me personally, um, in terms of what it means to to be very cooperative in a community and bringing diverse perspectives through. Even you know. You know, w- women, we're not just sort of a collective, like, women, right? <laughs> like, there's so right. much diversity in women um, that, that you know, kind of bringing all those different points of view together, and but keeping it from an operating model of collective action. Um, like, what is the, the power of our voices together, the power of our actions together, the power of allyship in, in helping to, you know, reach back and pull up, like, all of that together has been enormous learning and and I'd say a part of the fabric of what Women in Cloud represents. That's great. What a great organization. What a great uh, initiative that you co-founded. I love that you said, you know, there's diversity just in women because we come from all different backgrounds. We come from, you know, being raised differently. Uh, We come from all over the world. It's just so great to have perspective even from just the group of women that come from everywhere. I yeah. love that. Yeah. And I love the the focus on lifting each other up because that is so important because, you know, we need to build each other up, lift each other up, uh, build confidence in each other and, you know, go find programs that we can continue to grow and um, advance women in technology. Because like you said, you want them to see themselves in that role and not always can they see themselves in that role. They, um, you know, and so we're doing a lot of initiatives with girls um, in, you know, the age, 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 sorry, ages eight to 13, mm-hmm. um, that, you know, we want to show them there's so much more to technology than just coding. There's, you know, lots and lots of uh, job roles that they could really flourish in. So that's helping them have the awareness and then want that type of a technology job. So 
really excited about that. Now, as a woman in technology, I'm sure you've seen some challenges, right? We're in a male-dominated field. So what challenges have you faced and how did you overcome them? Yeah, this this is a also an interesting sort of retrospective type inflection point, right? Of of now now 20 years Microsoft and then, you know, just if I look at the body of my of my career experience. Um so, you know, as a woman, as a woman of color, um single parent, like all of those dimensions, right? That there's there is a unique perspective in that um uh to add on to all the other stuff, right? So so um I think my like my my challenge for me personally is that you know I had I had no basis mm-hmm. for really for operating in the enterprise, um, and so you know you know when I mentioned you know I started my career as a receptionist like that that was you know that was brand spanking new <laughs> to me right of right. wow I've got this big grown-up job and <laughs> I'm in this big corporate like structured thing and mm-hmm. where um, I you know I mean, there's nobody in my family that had any of that background um, so you had so learning that like having to learn that and really rely on some great leaders um, and and sponsors and and you know just people who who saw my potential and and helped me help me you know through different different like like you know basically having to basically learn it on the ropes right mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. while i was while i was living it at the same time um i think the i think the thing about especially working in some in a in an environment that is hyper complex um and and moving so rapidly and so quickly is that um i was i was constantly um trying to learn how to fit in but also wanted to be authentic mm-hmm. Um, and so I'd say that was a challenge uh, to to continue to be my authentic self through a, a system and a structure that had sort of long existed. Um, uh, you know, enterprise behavior is 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 kind of it has its own construct, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and then you put tech on top of it. It has that's extra, um, and then frankly, male dominated. So that also had some some structure there that was very unfamiliar to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I remember like three years into my, into my career at Microsoft, I had an epiphany, um, cause I was just constantly like, this isn't feeling good. <laughs> you know, this isn't feeling good to me. Um, and, and I realized that, um, I, I need to be me. <laughs> I need right. to bring everything about me into this system of operation that is designed on a structure that didn't include me from the start, mm-hmm. right? My representation wasn't there at the start of this um, formation of tech and enterprise. So, so I really believed, and I didn't have the words back then, but I really believe that the system needs to learn about me. <laughs> the mm-hmm. system needs to learn to accommodate me and to learn from me. And they're never gonna learn if I accommodate them. So that's, you know, sometimes, you know, I, that me- meant things went slower for me professionally than I certainly would have liked. But that was, to me, part of my work to help continue to be a voice, try to try to show a different way of doing things that was authentic to me and the types of people that I would represent. That's amazing that you actually 
you you say it was later and you should have done it earlier, but really even two or three years into it, when you're trying to balance all the newness and all the learning and fake it till you make it kind of thing, you know, until you have to be authentic at the same time. And, and I love that you said the system needs to learn from me. And I love, love, love that because sometimes we, a lot of times we are always, compromising ourselves for the system, especially as women, you know, we are looking to please, we're looking to make everybody happy. And um, we forget that we have so much knowledge that the system needs to learn from us. And I love, love, love that, Um, you know, made me think about, you know, you're, you're building an airplane and flying it at the same time, (laughs) you know, trying to do it all. And that's really uncomfortable. But you push through that and learn so much and really started to then contribute and really be authentic. And that's, that's great advice for our listeners to think about, you know, how to be authentic because at the end of the day, everything else will be good if you're yourself. Yes. And it's hard. It's not easy. Yeah. There's power in your authenticity. That's right. That's right. So, what advantages do you think, if any, uh, do women have in the technology field today? What are some of the attributes that we bring to the table that are so beneficial to business or to technology? I, I think women who are in te- the technology field um, have, they understand that tech can solve so many things. Mm-hmm. Um, that we understand the possibilities of what tech can do. Um, that we have, we know that that you know tech isn't where it needs to be. We know that there's more that we can be doing to help augment human potential. Um, and and we 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 have that sort of the center of gravity for ourselves. Um, like we have it as a first language in a, in a lot of ways. Um, and. And that, you know, I, I'll extend even further that, you know, we can, we can create inclusive tech um, because our representation as the female perspective or, or whatever gender um, you represent can be infused in the tech we build and the way that we take it to market and the solutions that we're trying to go after, right? The problems we're trying to solution for. Um, we also have, we also know that tech is here to stay. It's integrated yeah. and it is, it is a part of our day to day and it's going to be more so than ever. Um, and there's, there's, there are things that we can do to show that tech, it doesn't have to work against us. Right. Uh, right. It's hard because there wasn't something more, there wasn't diversity in that solution. It's hard because there wasn't enough representation of the customers we're trying to serve in the design of it from the first place. So, so I believe that through, um, you know, women specifically, but diversity in, in, in peoples generally is, is what's needed to make tech not be the thing that feels like it's working against us. Mm-hmm. Now, um, when you say inclusive tech, can you kind of elaborate on that a little bit? Yeah, yeah. There's a couple of dimensions to that, um, uh, but but one that I think a lot of people can can uh, 
can sort of uh, relate to is is by is just the things we can do in tech to make it easier to use, to make it so that it is configurable to the user. Um, the, there's a lot of work happening in accessibility, as an example. And when we say accessibility, a lot of times people go to the to the to the use cases that are that are addressed um, our our uh, disabilities communities, right? Mm -hmm. And that's all goodness for sure. Right. Um, but at some point in time in our lives, we're all on that continuum, <laughs> and um, you know whether whether it be from visual impairment, speech impairment, or um, maybe there's even something around cognitive abilities, right? That the, the the tech itself doesn't have to be structured as one size fits all. And, and so from a, from a point of view of accessibility, um, tech has a lot of things embedded within it. Microsoft Stack certainly does that, that we can start infusing into it so it can serve people better. Um, things, things like um, you know, making sure that we have closed caption inside of Teams is a great example of that. Mm -hmm. um, that could be in every bit of tech that we produce. Um, using using um, uh, language translation um, that's in, that's infused and embedded in every every solution that's that's built. Those kinds of things are are kind of the I would say table stakes, um, but then it can keep expanding further so that we are building tech that that creates um, connection, that tech that builds on our our need for community, our need for interactivity. Um, versus creating isolation. Yeah, that is so true. I love that that term, inclusive tech, because there is so much technology does for us today to bring us into that world. And, you know, um, in the old days, tech was their own little silo. And today, if you're running any type of business, in any scenario, you have to have technology as part of uh, the solution. And I love that you said, you know, women really have the ability to bring, to think through technology solutions. We also have the ability to collaborate and bring many ideas together so that, um, you know, technology works and we have critical thinking. There's so many um, great qualities that we can bring to the table in this world of technology um, that could really change the world. So I love that. Yeah, you know, just a simple thing um, to even think about for anyone who's, you know, just looking at their teams, right? Mm -hmm. of, of who's, who's on their solutioning, who's on your solution team, right? If you don't have women on your solutioning team, your tech is already at risk. Right. I love that. It's true because there's so much that they can add and bring to the table that can make the company more successful. And that's why we talk about diversity and inclusion being so important to have, you know, a wide array of thoughts and, and personalities and cultures and experience. Bringing all of that to the table is so valuable for a business that it has those statistics that show it increases your bottom line. So yeah. that's, that's great. So Karen, you know, I've really enjoyed our time together, but in closing, what advice would you give to women that might be considering a career in technology as, you know, some of our listeners are really looking for that opportunity that maybe they can shine, but are hesitant and they really don't know how to get started. What advice would you give them? 
I would say um, just just generally, you know, bring you to the table, right? Mm -hmm. Bring bring everything about what it means to be a woman of this gender, of this perspective, to the room, and um, and and don't don't allow yourself to be um, sort of subsumed into the culture that's there. You certainly want to be cooperative, certainly want to be collaborative, but there's there's space for you and everything you bring. Um, the other thing I would say is, um, especially as you're, you know, looking to find your place, the, 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 the company, the team, the, the work that's going to light you up, um, think about someone you care really much about, right? Someone that you love. And what leader do you wish for them, right? And then think about, well, is that a leader I wish for myself, mm -hmm. right? And, and now when you're talking to, you know, these, these, these people who are in positional authority, managers, power to, to hire you or not, that's your time to interview them. Like you're hiring that leader for you that, that will help unlock the potential in you. So, so once you, if you have that, if you find that, you will be able to do amazing things. And, and I wish that for anyone, especially who's going to have a start in tech, that you have that as your first experience. I had it and it completely lit me up and got me to where I am today. It was, it's the basis of how I choose the teams and people I, I, I decide to work with. And I would encourage everyone else to, to follow a similar model. That's great advice. Um, you know, they always say for for leadership um, classes, you know, if if you see somebody that you absolutely admire, then aspire to be them and look at their qualities and look at their um, how they handle themselves, look at their confidence level, look at their expertise, and then really start to build yourself to that model. And that's exactly what you're saying is, you know, find somebody that can be that inspiration for you and um, also bring you to the table. I love that. Well, Karen, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I know how busy you are, but it's always, always fun to chat with you. And I'm so glad we had some time together. Thanks, Jennifer. Really enjoyed this. Please keep doing what you're doing. It's amazing. Thank you. Thank you for listening, and please take a minute to subscribe to this podcast so that you never miss an episode. See you next week. As your organization continues to embrace and adopt new technologies, does your team have the skills required to make the most of your investments? Directions Training offers IT professional and end-user training for the most popular solutions today, including Microsoft 365, Azure, AWS, Cisco, Citrix, VMware, and much more. Our flexible delivery methods and full customized offerings make sure that you get the training you need just the way you need it, in person, virtual, on demand, or through a blended approach. Success is a journey. Ask for directions. Visit us at www.directionstraining.com for more information today.
Thanks for listening to Technology in the Right Direction, your source for the latest technology trends shaping the world. To find out how to be a guest on the show, visit directionstraining.com forward slash podcast. Until next time, we hope that technology takes your business in the right direction.